Perhaps you're one of those many husbands or wives, particularly wives, I suppose, have this problem, whose spouse is having a very serious problem at this time. Perhaps you're one who uh, has a husband who is drunk all the time, who's been struggling with alcohol, who has been struggling with addiction, or perhaps some other problem. I'd like to talk for this broadcast and a couple more about how to be a good Christian spouse when your husband or wife is in serious difficulty. I think that probably will be a problem that many of you out there are facing at this present time. So pull up your chair, lay aside whatever you've been doing, Let's put some time into this matter for the next few moments. The first thing I'd like to say to you is that there is hope. You know, it's not all hopeless, as you might think. Oh, you say, that's, uh, that's kind of a generalization. That's a very abstract thing that you're saying to me. Well, no, no, I'm not either. There's a very concrete promise that I've mentioned on these broadcasts before, but I'd like to repeat again. God says in 1 Corinthians 10:13 that there is no test or trial that has overtaken you but such as is common to man, and that with the t test he will make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. And he says in between those two comments, God is faithful who will not allow you to suffer beyond that which you are able to bear. Now isn't there hope in that? Isn't there wonderful hope in the fact that God says nothing can come your way that is beyond your ability to bear if you bear it his way? He also says that there's going to be an end to it. And he says it's common to people. That is, others have handled this problem before Christ's way and have found that there is a solution to every difficulty. So, the first thing I'd like to say to you is that there's hope for you. You can endure. You may think that things are really bad. There may be times when you just say, I can't go on. There's nothing more I can do. It's too much for me. God says, no, you can go on. It isn't too much. And so he says, if you handle this problem my way, I will give you the strength. I'll give you the ability. I'll enable you to handle this thing. And moreover, I'll be very careful to see that its dimensions never get too large for you where you are at this point in time. You may think they're too large, but God says if you're his child, if you know him as your Savior, they will never get too large for you to handle. Now, I know some of you are going to say, but you don't know my problem. I don't have to know your problem. God knows your problem. And he's the one who knows it better than you, certainly better than I, but even better than you. And when he looks at you and he sees you struggling and he sees the difficulties that you have, he says, so much and no more. This will not go beyond what you are able to bear. Now, there's another thing that will help you. If you recognize that there is hope not only for you, but there's hope for your husband, there's hope for your wife. There's hope for your child or your parents or whoever it is that you're struggling with who is a loved one who is close to you. 
and who has some very serious difficulty. You say, well, I'm not sure about that. Well, let me read something to you. In 1 Corinthians 6, verse 9, following, we read these words. Do you not know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? Don't be deceived. Neither fornicators, nor idolaters, nor adulterers, nor effeminate, nor homosexuals, nor thieves, nor covetous, nor drunkards, nor revilers, nor swindlers shall inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the Spirit of our God. Did you hear those words? Do you realize what they mean? They mean this. They mean that people like that, fornicators, adulterers, idolaters, homosexuals, thieves, drunkards, so on, these people that God says will not inherit his kingdom so long as they remain that way, can be and were in Corinth changed, transformed by the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the power of God working through his word as his spirit effects this in the lives of believers. This may be just what your husband, your wife, your child, your father, your mother needs. It may very well be that you give up hope when you look at them because you say how serious their problems are. But these are serious problems. This list does not hedge. It says that the most serious, difficult problems in the world can be dealt with, have been dealt with adequately by the Lord Jesus Christ. And so, if Christ dealt with the problems of those people in Corinth, he too can deal with the problems that you face in your husband or in your wife at home. There is hope for that other member of your family. There is hope for that person who looks so hopeless, and that hope is in Jesus Christ. And you know, it's important that you have hope for him or for her. It's important that you have hope for yourself, because it's hope that enables you to endure. In 1 Thessalonians 1.3, we read about the work that comes from faith, the labor that comes from love, and the endurance that comes out of hope. Hope leads to endurance. Nothing else can make you hang in there unless you have this hope. And so the thing that I'd like you to see today, if you don't see anything else, is that yours must be an attitude of hope. If you've lost hope, you need to come to the Lord Jesus Christ today and talk to him about that. Confess the fact that you've lost hope, that you've given up either on yourself and or on your spouse or on your parent or child. You should not give up. You must not leave hope, lose hope. So long as the Lord Jesus Christ sits upon the throne in heaven, there is hope. There is all the hope that there is in 1 Corinthians 10.13 for you. And there's all the hope that Jesus Christ offers in his death on the cross for people like your spouse or your family member. There's all the hope that the Corinthians found that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians 6, 9 through 11. So come to the Lord today in prayer and say to him, Lord, I am sorry that I have given up hope, given up hope on you, given up hope on myself, being able to handle these problems through your strength. 
given up hope on my spouse that there could ever be any change in him or in her. Lord, I now believe that's true. And you know, if you say that, if you really pray a prayer of that sort to the Lord, it may very well be that today will be the beginning of the end of the problem. It may be the beginning of a whole new outlook. Surely, if you begin to live in that home in the presence of that party who has this serious difficulty with hope in your eyes and in your speech and in the way that you act and live, there can be a tremendous influence even in that brought for the sake of Jesus Christ, brought for the gospel to that party who needs it so desperately. So why not talk to the Lord right now? Lord, help us not to give up hope, but to hope always in you and your word. For we pray in Christ's name, amen.